Welcome to the Theology Pugcast, and uh, this is C.R. Wiley, and I'm joined by my friends, the same guys who are with me every week. We have a special guest this week that Glenn has brought along, for all the way from a, halfway across the world. So we're going to have him introduced to you in a moment. But we are uh, recording at the Corner Pug in West Hartford, Connecticut, as always. So why don't we introduce ourselves? for those one or two people in the world who haven't heard this before and don't know who we are. So why don't you start, Tom? I'm Tom Price, a systematic theologian and Christian ethicist, teaching both at Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. And I'm Glenn Sunshine, professor of history at Central Connecticut State University and senior fellow of the Colson Center for Christian Worldview. And I'm C.R. Wiley, the pastor of the Presbyterian Church of Manchester, and I've written a few things, but I've talked about that stuff before. Anyway, but you've got a friend. Uh, Glenn, why don't you introduce him? Yes, um, it's my week, and I thought we would do something a little bit different uh, this time because we have the opportunity to do so. Um, the podcast has a tendency often to focus on problems and challenges that we've got in American evangelicalism. The good news is that there's some amazing stuff going on in other parts of the world. Right. And in particular, I've uh, had a chance to see some things going on firsthand in Africa. And from there, I have a friend, Francis Jabba, who will be, we'll be talking to, with him today about the things that are going on in his country and across Africa, about uh, movements, about uh, all kinds of different things. So Francis, I'd like, uh, first of all, welcome along. Welcome, yeah, welcome. And it's, it's a pleasure to be here. And to have you. I'd like you to give, uh, first of all, just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your background, what you're doing in Sierra Leone, those kinds of things. Okay, again, um, um, my name is Francis Jabba, like you rightly said, and um, um, I coordinate DMM, which means uh, making disciples um, in the West Africa, and that's um, you know countries like Nigeria, Ghana, you know Sierra Leone, um, the Gambia, um, Liberia, of course, and Guinea Conakry. Um, I, have a, I have a number of people in my church from Ghana. Yes. But um, we have even gone beyond that now. Mm -hmm. So at the moment, we are. Um, having teams in about 16 nations, nice. um, some in, in North Africa, and then we have a stream in, in West Africa, and then we just started some engagement in Kenya, which is like in the east of Africa. Right, right. Um, and uh, by his grace, we've been able to engage around about 75 people's groups, and uh, we've seen. <coughs> um, more than 10,000 churches planted wow. since we embraced DNM like 15 years ago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, we've seen tens of thousands of Muslims coming to faith. Wow, that's great. We've seen, um, you know, um, practitioners of African traditions. Some we are into witchcraft, some we are into voodooism, mm -hmm. you know, all kinds of people, we've seen them coming to faith just using simple model of church plans. Um, we start off by just identifying a community, praying for that community and making sure uh, we send in some guys to do community profiling. And then uh, we, we trust the Lord to just lead us to a person of peace. And the person of peace becomes the bridge into the community. And then by so doing, we started discovering Bible study. Just simple questions. Sure. So the person of peace would be yeah. somebody who welcomes you. Who welcomes me into the community. Right. It's somebody that God has prepared ahead of me, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, he kind of has influence over the people, sure. kind of leads me to the people in the community, and gives me space to bring the gospel in there. Right. Right. And it's been very helpful. Yes, the, the, the DMM, Disciple Making Movement, uh, approach is a relatively new one, and it's, I've discovered it's somewhat controversial with some um, some people who do missions work, but it's largely unknown in America. Mm -hmm. Very, very few people understand it, know, know what it's about. Mm -hmm. um, so you just gave a, a really good basic description. Mm -hmm. You find the person a piece, mm -hmm. where, uh, a person who's a bridge into the community. Through that person, you come into the community, begin a series of Bible studies around simple questions, mm -hmm. and through that, mm -hmm. you bring people into the kingdom. 
Okay. The, one of the things that actually I found really intriguing when I was uh, in Sierra Leone and visiting with New Harvest was uh, the idea of access ministries and the incredible range of things you guys are doing. So could you talk to us a little about access ministries? Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, we have what we'll call like five pillars and uh, upon those we do everything. Of course, the first one is prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. We believe there cannot be a movement without abundant prayer. Mm -hmm. And um, again, just before I get to this question, DNM itself, it's nothing new. It's not the concept, it's not the curriculum. Yeah. It's just going back to the Bible sure, and sure. doing the things that we are all instructed to do. Yeah, isn't yeah. that an amazing thought? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's nothing new. We are just kind of like rediscovering something that's been right. hidden right, right, over yeah. the ages. Yes, right. and, and uh, the, the latest book that I wrote with Jerry Trousdale, yeah. we were looking at just this this phenomenon. We were looking at DMM mm -hmm. in you know Africa and all of these other uh, regions of the world, mm -hmm. and asking why it isn't happening here, why we, right. we're not seeing it in in America. And my conclusion was that the reason why it's happening there and not here is there people are following Jesus's instructions for how to make disciples, and we are not. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Simple as that. Right. That's right. all. So in Matthew 28, he says, "Go make disciples of of all nations, which means all tribes. Mm -hmm. Teach sure. them to obey all that I've taught you." Mm -hmm. And so we keep doing those things. We go, we make disciples, we teach them to obey, and the last portion of that particular, you know, um, those, those verses, was this commitment that he made that he will be with us always. And so we believe that his presence is always with us. Mm, right. So we go, mm. we make disciples, we teach them, and we are confident of his promise that he's always with us. Mm. So we have enough faith to go into the field. Does not matter where we go, we know there are places infested with devils, with demons, mm -hmm. with witches, mm -hmm. but yeah. we are confident in his power to be with us. Mm -hmm. And so we go into those fields. Yeah. Um, but coming back to your question, hmm. you know, on the access ministry. And so our second pillar is what we call serve with purpose. What's that again? Serving with purpose. Serving with purpose. With okay, purpose. Okay. So it's access ministry. Hmm. Right, right. We believe that uh, it's one thing to share the gospel, but it's another thing for us to be an expression of God's law. Hmm. And that's the difference between us and Islam. Hmm. And they are also beginning, Islam is beginning to learn this from some of us in Africa. Yeah, hmm. yeah. They are also beginning to reach communities finding a way to help and mm -hmm. using that as an access way to get into communities. Mm -hmm. All right, so we do a couple of those. We support mm -hmm. education because in Africa, it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Some kids have to walk for like almost seven miles to the next school. Wow. And some they walk, it's like a bush path and anything can happen. Wow. Right. So we have to support with education and once that is done, it gives you access. Mm -hmm. This is something governments in Africa have not been able to, to address. Hmm. So when they see you come along, you know, in love, and try to do that, they begin to wonder. These guys seem to be different. Yeah, yeah. This was a need we had some for many, many years. Yeah. All right. Recently, I was in a particular village, you know, and this is a village where we we got in there, there has never been a, a Christian witness in that village wow. for all of its existence. Wow. So we got in there. How did we get into that village? They had the only source at which they get water was a stream that they had. So from that same stream, they'll fetch water to drink. They'll go upstream and get fetch water to drink. And then from that same stream, they'll go kind of launder their clothes. Mm -hmm. And from that same stream, they'll kind of do everything that's needed as long as it has to do with water. Right, right. So we saw the need, and we decided to come in there and provided kind of clean drinking water for them. Mm -hmm. And even though it's a village that's never had a Jesus witness, 
that singular act of goodwill opened up the community to mm. us. Right, right. And as we speak right now, the entire village, we started the Discovery Bible study because as we said, it's serving with purpose. So whatever we do, we do it with an intention to bring the gospel to them. Mm -hmm. Okay? So as we speak, the entire village has turned to the Lord. Wow. Quite recently, right. before this trip to the States, I was right. there with them. Right. And they were expressing the need for us to help with school. Because mm -hmm. we saw kids in the village, and I was wondering, are these kids not going to school? And the parent told me, they go to a school that is very far from here. Mm -hmm. So if there's a way you guys can help us get the school for our kids here, we'll be more than willing to appreciate that. So we do, you know, provide <coughs> clean drinking water in some communities, provide um, um, health facilities in some places. Mm -hmm. We provide them, we help them with, um, with school. There are places that do not even have a proper structure for them to meet. So we step in some of those right, things. Right. Mm -hmm. So all of these things are part of the package and it's been very helpful. All right. Mm -hmm. So is that three, or we already mentioned five pillars? No, we haven't gotten all five yet. Yeah. Just as a comment here on the Access Ministries, mm -hmm. New Harvest, in, I was in Bo in Sierra Leone. New Harvest there, what I observed or heard about mm -hmm. um, just in that area was seed banks, mm -hmm. water, yeah. schools. I visited a Votech school in yeah, Bo yeah. that had something like 15 different programs, yeah, everything from hair braiding to computers. Yeah, totally. mm -hmm. yeah. um, there was a medical dental eye care clinic yeah. in Bo, but also a sort of mobile where oh, yeah. they go around to the surrounding villages. They're involved in a sports ministry. Sport ministry correct. They've got a radio. They actually do Discovery Bible Studies, these uh, evangelistic Bible studies in American terms. Mm -hmm. They actually do these on the radio and have Muslims calling in and answering the questions. Yeah. <laughs> wow. they've, got, um, they've got a university ministry. They work with uh, prisoners. They yeah. work with... In schools. Yeah, yeah. It's schools. called Victory Clubs. Mm -hmm. schools, yeah. um, they work with uh, uh, orphans. Yeah. Uh, when the Ebola crisis came, they were working mm -hmm. with that. They work with AIDS patients. Yeah. They're uh, working in opposition to female genital mutilation. Mm -hmm. They are uh, working against corruption in government and helping out with that. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Just, and that, that's yeah. just what I can remember off the top yeah. of my so head. So we also work with the police, kind of uh, coaching their, their chaplains in the police and the military oh, good. and the prisons. So we do all of that kind of coaching them. That's great. Oh, quite recently, we had a training for all of them. You know, most of the senior guys were there. Mm -hmm. And all of the chaplains in the military, the police, and the prison were with us. Now, there are a couple of things I'd love to get into, but I don't want to cut you off before we finish the five. But one of those is sort of the, I think, the, the, the competition between Islam and Christianity and how that's playing out. But maybe we can save that for a little later. Okay. Just one final comment on the Access Ministries. I have never seen an organization that is involved in as wide a range of things short of something like... Uh, with a vision, uh, world vision. Oh, sure, right. Sure. The, uh, I mean, it, but the difference is that Sierra Leone, this is an indigenous ministry in Sierra Leone yeah. that's doing all of these things, yeah. and Sierra Leone is probably the poorest country in Africa. Okay. Yeah. And they are doing all of this on a virtual shoestring. Well, that's a, be that's a beautiful thing, and, I'm, and I'm, I imagine that it's actually uh, really even more powerful because it's indigenous and not. Mm -hmm guys like us coming from somewhere else. Right. And the other part of it is, again, what Francis said, every bit of this, unlike in the U.S., where when we do things like this, we consider that, you know, we're, we're doing our service. In Sierra Leone, it's with a purpose. It always has as yeah. the end goal in mind, yeah. make disciples, yeah. spread the gospel, That's right. establish churches. Let, it, you better move your, your side <laughs> there. You're getting emphatic to the point of... Yeah. Oops. <laughs> that preaching yeah. hand is... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. So Glenn is excited. Glenn yeah. is excited. It's, it, it is, it's just... A, a, the, the ministry is astounding. I have okay. never encountered anything else like it. And I have a, a quick question in relation to access. The, the access and the five points is, is is those commitments and and all those that whole range in which um, the outreach is um, ministering is that part of that does that go into the discipleship when whole communities come to the gospel in other words do they yeah. all start to be discipled into 
spreading out their witness and ministry in all of those yeah, this whole this whole this whole phenomenon of, of entire communities coming to Christ this is of course something that in Europe happened 2,000 years ago but yeah. it hasn't happened in a in long, a long, long time, time. Yeah. and we're seeing yeah. <laughs> yeah but we're seeing it now here in your ministry that's mm -hmm. great yeah that's great so yeah um, yeah, so what we've done two pillars. I think we'll be getting to that okay. as we go forward. Yeah. So what, what would the third be? All right, so the third pillar is um, we believe, again, going back to Matthew 28, where the Lord says, um, go make disciples. So we believe every believer hmm. is a disciple. Hmm. Not even supposed to be a disciple. He's right. a disciple. And that's... Um, being a disciple must be a disciple maker. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. when he said to us in Matthew 20, go make disciples, he was not just saying, pastors, go make disciples. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He was not saying, evangelists, go make disciples. Mm -hmm. Okay? And he said, go make disciples. And he was actually talking to his disciples. And by extension, mm -hmm. we are all these disciples. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's an emphasis. Every believer is a disciple and then you must be a disciple maker. Mm -hmm. So in our movements, we ask you questions. Mm -hmm. right. Tell me who's your disciple. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Uh -huh. Now, in, in the United States, we have, a, we have something that is a little odd. Mm -hmm. There are some people who speak of being sheep as distinct from being disciples. I don't know if you've come across this, mm -hmm. but I've come across people who say, well, you know, sheep are just average churchgoers, <laughs> but disciples are, you know, sort of like the next step up in terms of commitment and so forth. Sounds to me like there's no two steps, it's just one and everyone's a disciple. And by the way, I, I'm of the conviction that mm -hmm. being a sheep and being a disciple are really the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just two ways of talking about it. The old way of putting that is sheep and goats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't want to get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, it, it, the, the way the DMM process works, the most, just from, the, literally right from the start, you are discipled into the idea that when you learn something spiritually, you need to share it with someone. Yeah, yeah. And this is ingrained in them even before they come to faith. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so for them, the most natural thing in the world is to go out, I mean, this right. is, they're just used to doing this literally yeah. from day one. They're, yeah. The most natural thing is to go right. out and, right. and, and share. Yeah. That's great, hmm. that's yeah. great. So we've got three pillars, Are there, there are two more though. Yep. Um, and so the fourth one, we, we, we believe in multiplication, mm -hmm. and that's to do with variety of areas, couple of areas, one, in churches, two, in small groups, three, in making um, raising more leaders. Mm. So we, we believe there must be a multiplication of that kind of song. Mm -hmm. So addition is one plus one, but multiplication is a different one. Right. All right. right. So um, that's another area of emphasis for us. So that is when the movement, you see that uh, you plant a church, you expect this church to plant multiple churches. So that's the fourth kind of pillar that we really and That's why you've had the great growth that you've yeah. had. Yeah, right. That's the reason. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Francis Chan um, says that his goal in his church is that he could take any member of his church, drop it in, drop them into a city they've never been to, and have them start a church within six months. I think it is. Well, that's great. And that is, but that's exactly what they're doing in Sierra Leone. They in Sierra Leone. And in all of these movement areas, everybody in the church knows they're a potential church planner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's how you get multiplication rather yeah. than addition. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. And uh, most of time when we send our guys into the field, we encourage them. A um, couple of, you know, scripture sets cover all of those, maybe in like eight weeks. Because um, discipleship itself, it's an ongoing, mm -hmm. all right? Mm -hmm. And so you do eight weeks, identify a local leader, as imagine, spend some time coaching this guy, mm -hmm. and then coach, mentor, watch, and you're ready to leave. Keep connections. Mm -hmm. And then, like I was talking with um, Derek today, once this outsider that comes in has started the church, moving on, we have structures. Um, so like, let's say we have a zona leader, 
he comes in and continue making sure the coaching process is ongoing. Right, right. Checking, making sure the DNA is pure mm -hmm. and um, people do not drift, you know, kind yeah. of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of way. So, yeah. yes, it's eight weeks and you might be wondering, how is it possible you just start a church and in eight weeks you are gone? Mm -hmm. Somebody's coming over to take over from this guy right, right. and keep the coaching process ongoing. Yeah, yes. You know, as Paul spoke of Apollos and the others, yeah, yeah. you know, some water, some, you know, some plants, yeah. some water, yeah. some, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or Timothy, you know, take what you learn from me and entrust yeah. it to right. faithful men who yeah. will teach it to others. Right. And that's, right. that's really the process, that kind of coaching, mentoring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's great. So we have four. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, so multiplication is four. Yeah. Fifth pillar? Um, the fifth one is a partnership. Okay. Again, going back to... You know, the concepts of Paul, you know, Apollos and the Lord bringing the increase. Mm -hmm. Paul says, I plant, Apollos do the watering and God bring the increase. Mm -hmm. uh, there's an African adage that says, a proverb in Africa, um, that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. Hmm. But if you want to go far, go with others. Oh, mm -hmm. interesting, interesting. Yes, there is yeah, strength right. in unity and so we right. kind I of like encourage that. that a lot. Yeah, mm. yeah. You know, we believe there are things we can give and there are right. things others can also give. Um, for the good of the kingdom itself. Right, right. So we partner with a lot of networks mm -hmm. um, in areas where it's needful for us to train and coach them, we do that. Mm -hmm. And um, in, the, in situations where the Lord blesses us, part of our, uh, our understanding is that we hold that with open arms and just share because that's where it's the kingdom first. Right. So it's not about new harvest, it's not about anybody personal. Um, 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 achievements about the kingdom, just making sure it advances. Hmm. So that's what we do. So we partner mm -hmm. with um, networks, uh, both in Sierra Leone and in West Africa and beyond. Mm -hmm. So if you go to Liberia, there is a network of churches and uh, DNM groups that comes together. And we go there. Recently, I was in Togo doing some training for some, you know, churches that just needed to understand the concept of DNM. And so we asked our teams in Togo to just kind of mobilize them. Right. And so they were there, spent a whole week with them doing training and coaching. And so we, we do a lot of those things in almost every country. So it's, we, that's why we have two ways of doing DMM. Um, we do a direct commission, which means, okay, New Harvest plants a church, but then we also catalyze DMM, mm -hmm. all right? <clears throat> so there are some work going on which is like indirect kind of intervention, but we make sure we catalyze the process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because that's the way we can get this work done quick and fast. Yeah, but because we can't do it alone. Yeah, there is yeah. no single organization, no parachurch organization that can do this alone. Yeah, right. You need to come along with others to make sure we complete right. this work wow. commission. Right, that's yeah, so great. That's what we do. Yeah, the old saying, uh, there's no uh, end to the good you can do when you don't care who gets the credit. Yeah. You know? yeah. Except the Lord, of course. We want yeah, the Lord right. to get the credit. But yeah, and right. the, the way I put it is, uh, the question is, do you want to build the kingdom or do you want to build your empire? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so I think that answers your question, though, yes. Tom. You can see that the, this whole thing of multiplication and mm -hmm. training, ongoing training, all of that, it's all designed mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. uh, what has been done for you in terms of bringing the gospel to you, whatever access ministries there, you can get involved in access ministries elsewhere. Right away, yeah. yeah. Because you're showing what yeah. the kingdom looks like. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, so there are a number of things that, that I'd love to talk about. Maybe we don't have time to talk about them all. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to cut off mm -hmm. you, Francis, from talking about anything you want to talk about. But I am intrigued by this... Uh, this contest, if we want a better term, between the churches and the mosques for these these villages, communities, mm -hmm. and so forth. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you noted that the uh, that the Muslims have kind of learned mm -hmm. from you, and uh, that reminds me of this, of another uh, you know sort of a similar situation in Southeast Asia where the where the same thing happened with the Buddhists. The Buddhists saw. Mm -hmm. the Christian approach to things and then picked up some of the techniques or some of the forms and then tried to make a Buddhist Sunday school and yeah. <laughs> different things like yeah. that. Can you describe for us a little bit uh, what it's, you know, sort of what is, a, is it, what's it like? Because most of us have not even had a, a, a relationship with a, with a Muslim person mm -hmm. here in the West. Mm -hmm. uh, we maybe work with them, in, you know, maybe someone who is a Muslim at work, but we see more and more evidence of Islam mm -hmm. 
you know, entering into the United States. Um, and I think a lot of folks are puzzled. Uh, how do we relate to these folks? How do we speak to them? How do we evangelize them? Do you have any thoughts for us about any of that in terms of your experience in West Africa? Um, first, I would say, um, I, would, I would suggest you relate with them in a loving way mm -hmm. because that's um, what we represent. Mm -hmm. um, our God is God of love and so, and uh, but at the same time we, we have to be very cautious mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, because one thing about Islam is that they, they're getting slow quietly mm -hmm. and but on purpose equally. Right. They get into villages, town, in countries and somebody was saying that uh, um, even with the influx of Muslims these days in the West, Europe, America, somebody was saying that to us in Africa that it's actually on purpose. It's on purpose. Uh, they, so in other words, they're, they're coming into the, to the Western world very yeah, purposefully, with, purposefully. A, with, an, with an agenda. They have an intention. They have an agenda. Hmm. Now, it's hard for them. Um, all things remain the same. No war in the Middle East, in those places. It's hard for them, for you guys to just take them in. Mm -hmm. So somebody was saying, whether it's true or not, uh, they said, let's create this kind of situation and have our guys go across to the right, West. Right. And once they get in there, there are a couple of ways they kind of grow. In Islam, you marry four wives. It's possible in Islam. And then you have, you know, let's say, um, each of the wives kind of yeah. gives you four kids. So this is a different kind of multiplication. Multiplication. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 So and vis-a-vis uh, -vis our own way of doing things, you married one wife and you have two kids and that's right. done. Yeah. Right. And so in a very short while, right. they will kind of even outgrow yeah. you know, mm -hmm. guys in the West. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you, like you, the concern uh, Pharaoh had about right. the region of Israel. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So that's one of the strategy. Let's move in there, mm -hmm. kind of multiply, and then spread right. our belief. Yeah, the okay. the West is uniquely vulnerable, I think, in yeah. ways that maybe other parts of the world are not yeah. to this particular strategy, because because as you probably know, Francis, here in the West we have a thing called secularism. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a, uh, a product, kind of her a heresy mm -hmm. of Christianity. Yeah. And, and what it's retained from Christianity is sort of openness mm -hmm. and wanting to help mm -hmm. and those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. But what it's lost mm -hmm. from Christianity is a commitment to the truth. Yeah. And because of that, we're, we, we are more, a lot more, we're more prone to sort of accept mm -hmm. before we mm -hmm. think, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is this is important to hear yeah. Yeah. from a person. So, if, for example, in in the United States, if I were to say what you just said, mm -hmm. people would write me off mm -hmm. as a person who's mm -hmm. intolerant, intolerant, doesn't like Muslims yeah. Yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas you're speaking of from a perspective of somebody who's actually on the ground in a part of the world where yeah. day to day mm -hmm. there's a contest for souls mm -hmm. between Islam mm -hmm. and Christianity. Yeah. Now, what's the appeal of Islam? What do you what do you uh, what do you see? What are the reasons why people choose Islam? You know, we, so we, we understand that, that you know there's infiltration, there's there's a there's a there's a growth, mm -hmm. but eventually the, there's still a there's still a they're a, a, like Christianity. They try to convert people. Yeah. So what are the what are the ways that they go about you know? So what what are the what's their message in terms of how what, how does it appeal to people? Or why does it appeal to people? Do you think? Um. Yeah, I think, I think, again, maybe the I think a couple of ways, uh, and uh, for several reasons. For instance, in Africa, what I've seen them do, they come in, um, maybe from the north, North Africa, some other places, you know, they come over, and with the pretense we are coming to do business. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Okay. But then, with an intention. Hmm. Right. And so they come in there, um, they have this liberty to marry four wives, mm -hmm. and they begin to marry it 
you know, kind of doing kind of intermarriages. Now this is fascinating because yeah. this is something that a Westerner wouldn't think about. Yeah. So the idea mm -hmm. that two things I just heard you say yeah. is first of all, there's the business interest. Yes. So let's say a young man in in say, you know, Sierra Leone or uh, Togo, he wants to better his life. Yeah. And he sees this. Yeah. wealthy Muslim businessman yeah. who says, I'll do business with I'll be you. The, yeah. And then the other thing is, and I, you're, you've got a sister. Mm -hmm. She's very attractive. Yeah. I, I'm, and I've got a son. Yeah. He would like to marry her. Yeah. Are you open to that? Yeah. So now you've got a couple of very interesting sort of... Yeah. Now, a typical Westerner wouldn't think about that yeah. in those ways. Yeah, and it's happening. Mm -hmm. um, to, the, to the point that um, hmm. they even get into... Marrying Christian ladies these days mm. again on purpose mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because in in, yeah. in Islam where you married a non-Muslim, right? It's a way compulsory that she becomes a Muslim. Yes, yes. You so know, rather than yes. so, it's a whole different approach. Yeah. Typically, a, a pastor like you or, or me, if there's a young man who comes to us and says, "I want to marry a Muslim girl," we yeah. say, "Oh no, we don't want you to be unequally yoked." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. And a mom would say, good, yeah. go marry that girl and we'll make her become a Muslim. Muslim, yeah. Right. Yeah. So maybe up front, they say, no, it's okay. Mm -hmm. We'll just allow you to be who you are, go to church. Yeah. But then down the road. <laughs> that's, whether, that's the way they, they always they operate. operate. And if there are any children, they would have to and be. And there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Right. And the kids right. have to be Muslims. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, so they do all of that as, as a strategy to just gain so more they, they have the long view. view. They're long thinking view. about a generation or two down the road. Yeah. 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 Uh, talk about uh, building mosques. Mm -hmm. The uh, the challenges you're facing with church buildings. Yeah. Um, you know. So uh, uh, the uh, during the civil war, the Bangladeshis building mosques. There are a lot of them. Oh, I see. A lot of them. So we have they, they Muslims from other parts of the world. A lot of mosques all over the place. Got you, got you. you know, because they came in kind of to help. Yep. The peace building, and again, they felt this was an opportunity for us yeah. to just infest this whole country with mocks and all of that. It's like a I, spiritual business plan. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I, can, I can invest something here, yeah. and then I can build mosques and it. multiply the faith. So in villages, you will see people living in touch houses, and yet they build a mosque there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the challenges we have been facing. When people come from Islam, and then they come and they become disciples, they still kind of hold this mindset of, okay, if it's a place of worship, mm -hmm. it has to look like, you know, a building. Right, yeah. A sacred place. Right. Yeah. So that's one of the huge challenges we have. So in other words, yeah. so they're using uh, yeah. sacred architecture yeah. to win the hearts, to win the hearts of, people. of people in Correct. Africa. And Correct. Correct my history or not, yeah. but their use of sacred architecture mm -hmm. is actually a ripoff of the Christian. synagogue and Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, yeah. and so what they've done is they've taken hold of that yeah. and then, then they plant them yeah. mm -hmm. um, in places. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's a quite bold move. Yeah. Yeah. So well, the Bangladeshis were, I think, self-consciously putting mosques yeah. all over as a way of, of basically claiming, claiming ground. The yeah, claiming ground. Yeah, claiming ground. And then That's there's great. a... You know, there's the visual aspect. Yeah. When you see all these mosques everywhere, yeah. you think maybe there are more Muslims than you than you thought. That's why you might think. Yeah. That's why you might think. Yeah. That's yeah. correct. Now, I should note, when I was there, one of the odd things that I saw were, all right, in Sierra Leone, people paint slogans on their trucks all the time. Sure. There are all kinds of slogans there. So. Uh, I saw a number of trucks that had "In yeah. God We Trust" on them. <laughs> <laughs> I ran into one that had "In Allah We Trust." Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. That's right. And they're, 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 they take Christian slogans and they turn them right. into Muslim slogans. Yeah. Apparently, they're actually starting to write Islam carols. Interesting. In response, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it, the, it, the ISIS hates music. Yeah, yeah, but. In Sierra Leone, they see the popularity of, of the yeah, Christmas sure. carols yeah. and those kinds of things. Yeah, so now right. they're starting to write carols. They're, yeah. they're deliberately right. looking at the things Christians are doing to promote Christianity yeah. and saying, "All right, let's let's adapt that." They so, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Even with, with marriages, they do the same now. Yeah. You know, yeah. the phone that they never used to do marriages the way we do them. Okay, right. come right. to church, the bride comes and the 
the groom comes and later you are in the car, right. you know, driving around. Right. They have started doing that now. Having yeah. all of the bridesmaids and yeah. you know, the page boys, that kind of stuff. Yeah, they are copying thing, all right. of those because they felt the young people seem to be attracted to that kind of thing. Right. And so they are also looking at those good parts and they are also copying that right, right. now. I right. want our listening audience to catch the irony here because in the West it's the exact opposite. No one's trying to copy what the church is doing. The church is too busy copying what That's the everybody else secular society. That's right. And here we have Christian. This is, I think, what's been my argument, and I think our argument all along, right. Right. is when you're, you're centered in the kingdom, all of the ways in which you attest to the kingdom, you lift Christ up, he draws people That's to himself. Right. Yeah. And what we have here is not a, a, a method. Yeah. It's people glorifying Christ. And other people are saying, wait a minute, this is working, this is working. Yeah. But what's working is not the method or the technique. It's yeah. the glorification of that Christ in all this. That is um, but they, you know, similar, I guess, to, to you know... Uh, is it uh, Simon who wanted to buy the Holy Spirit? Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and use it for his religious purposes. They're right. trying to kind of take a hold yeah. of the techniques you're yeah. using yeah. to, I guess, uh, yeah. compete with, yeah. with right. what, what kingdom yeah. building you're doing. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. I, I agree with you completely there, Tom. I, and I think partly this has to do with, in, with the, in the West, we've uh, lost faith in scriptural, uh, you know, Technique. Well, technique's the wrong word for it, but basically the pattern that's been laid out for us in the scriptures, yeah. how to go about things. And well, we, we know uh, so much better because we've got all our business consultants. <laughs> right, right. You know, we yeah. know how to build a business. It's got to work for the church too. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and if you look at many of the publications that are published for pastors, like Leadership Magazine, it, it's just simply nothing but that very thing you just described, trying to adopt methods and sort of baptize them which is exactly what the Muslims are doing with Christian right. <laughs> yeah. other parts of the world. But anyway, uh, this, is, this is marvelous. So another thing I thought that was fascinating, Francis, was your description of the sort of the perception of, uh, you know, what makes what you're doing when you go to a village to, to provide an access ministry different from what the government is able to accomplish. Uh, could you explain a little more about maybe why you're able to do things in a way that brings about trust from people and, 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 and how the government is not doing that. Or maybe I'm putting words into your mouth. Maybe that's not the right way to put it. But, but it struck me that there was a sense in which the government is failing them. And you're kind of filling the gap. Yeah. Can you describe a little more about that? Uh, and that's, you know, kind of... Uh, build kind of trust mm -hmm. and then fit in the church mm -hmm. uh, because in Africa people look up to their governments that's why they are very passionate about election and all of that voting right. some guys right. hoping that they'll come back and then serve their interest right but unfortunately, because of all the things you guys might know, issues of corruption and all of sure. that. Sure. Corruption is a global problem. Yes. We have it here too. And yeah. so the government has not been able to play that role very well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so they leave the people very hopeless, mm -hmm. not having anywhere to turn to. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, somebody steps up and takes charge of something that they think, no, this is not the responsibility of these guys. Yeah. But here are they coming in and taking a role mm -hmm. that a government which we vote in was supposed to do, mm -hmm. and they are stepping to do all of this. Right, right. Yeah. And so I, that's the beauty of what we do. Yeah, yeah. and right. if, if I can add to that, when I talked to Shadanka Johnson, who's the head of the, the ministry, and he was talking about access ministries, he said, what we do is we go in and we find out what the needs are in the village and what the resources are. Mm -hmm. So, for example, they need a well, you know, they need clean water, they've got uh, a number of young men there who can dig. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they will work with them yeah. to coordinate and lead it, but they're involved in their own development. Yeah. Yeah, and as a, a result, thing. it's not building dependency, mm -hmm. it's building yeah. building their own ability to solve problems, but yeah. doing it in the context of church planning and everything else as well. So it's not like they just sort of go in and give them a plan, okay, do the following. They're in there working with them. Right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the, the, the area I, I spoke about that has to be partnership. Right. And we make sure we partner with them, even though we are mm -hmm. coming in 
because they might be there and thinking, um, since the government has not done this for us, and we don't know how to even start off, so we come in and say, no, we can do this. Let's do this together. Mm -hmm. uh, come along with us, and then we move on and do all of those things. Mm -hmm. So even yeah. with support to schools, even with structures, that's what we do. Right. Um, we have local materials on ground. We come along. Okay, we'll help you guys. You know, just make sure we bring the technical guys around right. to help you with the technical part of the job. Maybe provide some zinc and that kind of stuff. And so it's been very helpful. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. Great to hear. And uh, you know, I wanted to ask, kind of a, ask a question about a topic that. You know, probably isn't so common from the kind of questions you typically would get from the West because it's something we don't think we encounter regularly. I think we encounter it more than we think. Mm -hmm. It's just hidden behind secularism and, and a, um, a way of explaining these things away. I mean, that's a question you talked about, a spiritual warfare in relationship right. to witchcraft, the right. demonic, and besides Islam, other kinds of, of you know, uh, doctrines of demons, for that matter, that you, you actually have, when the gospel goes into places, mm -hmm. confronts this stuff yeah. head on rather yeah. than hidden the way we have to deal, typically yeah, or deal with. Or we try to explain it explain away. It away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that, though, that we are experiencing a revival mm -hmm. in a bad sense, mm -hmm. a revival of pagan and, and mm -hmm. which witchcraft, mm -hmm. paganism and witchcraft mm -hmm. in the West. Mm -hmm. We see it all around us. Yeah. Glenn talks about it in his mm -hmm. classes. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, I'm interested in hearing about your, yeah, your approach too. Right? What has been the challenge there, and of course I think prayer, fasting, what other kind of spiritual preparation is required of your, you know, the disciples mm -hmm. to engage that heavy kind of spiritual warfare? Uh, so what we do, we kind of lay so much emphasis on spiritual issues. Yeah. Um, we believe that um, you must have dealt with things spiritually yeah. before taking over in the physical realm. That's what we believe. Mm -hmm. And it's there mm -hmm. in the scripture. Mm -hmm. It's not something that we don't believe. That's right. the mm -hmm. It's there. It's biblical. Yeah. Right. Um, for instance, the Lord says to us, how, you, how is it possible for one to enter a strong man's house and take away spoils, yeah. if first and foremost you do not buy the strong man. Mm, right. So getting into the, the territory of the strong man requires first yeah. a spiritual kind of wrestling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Binding. Yes, we know victory has been won for us. The Lord conquered the enemy on the cross. Mm -hmm. Those are facts, and we believe in all of those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, the devil is like a snake. He's a liar. Yeah, it's like, it's like a snake and, uh, right, right, right. you know, beating and all of that. But yet he's yeah. trying to kind of be alive, fighting to sure, sure. just survive. And so because of that, there is so much he's still doing. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that is one reason why we emphasize the issue of praying. And then again, in Ephesians 6, from verse 10 following, it says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers. Yeah. And these are not just you know, theories. That's right. That's it's not right. just because we read them from the Bible. Right. But we've seen them happening. Yes. Right. Yeah. Where you have kids at the age of seven and eight, 10, 12, they tell you I'm a witch. Yeah. Mm. They tell you I'm responsible for this sickness that my mom is going through right now. Mm. I inflicted her with this sickness. Mm. I inflicted this brother with this madness. And we are hearing those testimonies every day. Every mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So you can't get into such atmosphere without first dealing with issues right. that are spiritual. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the emphasis before you get into any community to be a church plant, you must spend adequate time praying. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because you are entering into the terrain of the enemy. Yeah. He's been in charge for many, many years, and he will not want to let the people go. Right. Wow. Is there any, any way that you can have a sense or do you have a sense that we're ready to go into that place or do you just not know until you get in? In other words, like when it comes to praying mm -hmm. for a particular village, mm -hmm. uh, is, there a, is there some sense that you have that, okay, we've prayed enough, now let's go? Or do you uh, just not think in those terms? Well, um, prayer itself is, um, I pray and I believe. Mm -hmm. That's prayer. So you pray, the Lord says in Mark 11, have faith in God, I think from verse 22 coming down, and it says, if you say to this mountain, be removed mm -hmm. and be cast into the sea, and you do not doubt in your heart, whatever you say, 
Jaha. I hear you. So yeah. we pray and then we believe. Yes, yes. Right, right. So if, if I had spent a couple of days waiting on the Lord, praying and fasting, and doing kind of, you know, we have different kinds of prayer that we do. Mm -hmm. We have kind of deliverance prayer, we speak over things, and we have uh, kind of making declarations. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt decree a thing and it will be established unto you. So, having done a couple of those different kinds of prayer and waiting on the Lord and all of that, first we believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because faith is not when you see things, it's when you believe even though you do not see them. Right, right. So once I, <coughs> I pray, sorry, I believe the Lord has answered my prayer mm -hmm. and I kind of wait for kind of a sense. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. That says to me, it's like having the green light, it's time for you to move in. That's what I was wondering, if there yes. was a sense that you had, that, yes. okay, now I've got the green light. Yes, you have right. the green light. Right. Yeah. There's a green light in you, kind of feel a sense of peace, it's time for me to get in there. Mm -hmm. And it's then the you need to see on. some signs, yes. Yeah, so you are trusting the Lord for a person of peace, and all of a sudden, God opens the door, all of those are signs that's enough for you to say no. Mm -hmm. It's right for me to get into mm -hmm. this place. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you ever feel... Um, do you ever come to a point of time, maybe this is not a, a thing you ever had to deal with, but I think in the West we deal with it a lot, mm -hmm. a kind of a prayerlessness mm. where you maybe because we live in a, a, a culture that is blind to spiritual things. You know, I, I think in, in you know, Africa, in East Africa, I think that even unbelievers know that there are spiritual forces at work. Mm -hmm. Here in the West, we have a lot of people who are unbelievers who are trying to tell us that there are no spiritual forces. Yeah. It's just, just matter and motion mm -hmm. and those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So I think prayerlessness is something that we in the West have uh, a tendency to, to fall into. Mm -hmm. Is that ever happen in East Africa or is, it just so much, is there just so much awareness of spiritual reality that that just never is something to deal with? Uh, it's possible for any one of us to drift into that, mm -hmm. to be candid. Um, but again, that's why the word is very key. Keep reminding ourselves that no, Jesus prayed, and this is God, God's son. Mm -hmm. There were times the Bible says he wake up early in the morning yeah. and goes to a solitary place and spend time praying there. And mm -hmm. this is God, God's son, doing that. Right, right. And there are times. You spend the whole night mm -hmm. top of hills and mountains and praying. Yeah, mm -hmm. This is God's son. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay? Before he started his ministry, I think that's Matthew 4 or so, the Bible said the Spirit led him into the wilderness, spent mm -hmm. 40 days yeah. praying and fasting. Mm -hmm. This is God's son. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, in our own context, we remind ourselves. Yeah. Right, right. Who are we if God's Who are we if Jesus <laughs> God's son needed to do all of this? Right, Who right. are we? Right. Yeah, yeah. Amen. <laughs> right. A servant cannot be greater than his master. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's part of the reasons why we keep praying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he spoke a lot of things about what the enemy has come to do. For instance, in John 10, he says, The thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. Mm -hmm. So these are words coming from his very mouth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that tells you it's serious. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There are times in Africa somebody goes to bed and he says, I dreamed last night. And I was giving food in my dream. Hmm. Wakes up in the, in the morning, has problem with his stomach. Hmm. Somebody wakes up in the morning, last night I had sex in my dream, and other things are happening. Hmm. She was pregnant, hmm. and wakes up in the morning, pregnant is gone. Hmm. Teach yourself bleeding. Hmm. Somebody is pregnant, and he tells you, I had a dream last night, woke up this morning, I am not sensing anything in my tummy anymore. Right, right. How do you deal with such things? Sure, sure. Some people are sick, go to hospital, right. and the doctor is not able to diagnose anything. Right, right. I don't know what is happening to you. I've done every test, but there's nothing coming up. Right, right. That is a spiritual problem. Right. Yeah, and certainly those situations are, are, are places and times in a person's life where they're looking for help. Yeah. And they want help. Where they, wherever they can find it. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was talking to Oz Guinness about why you have movements in other parts of the world and not here, um, Oz looked at me with one of these looks that said, well, the polite way of saying it is, isn't it obvious? <laughs> I think the look was more like, 
you idiot. <laughs> um, but the words that came out of his mouth were, well, they have a supernatural worldview. Right. And, and the implication, of course, is that we don't, which I think is emphatically true, as demonstrated yeah. by the fact that Barna says the average American prays only about, American Christian, mm -hmm. prays for about four minutes a day. Yeah. So here in the West, um, I think that that's coming back. I think that that's a situation that's changing. Uh, but not in the church as much as we see it in the broader society. There's a kind of, uh, I think people have uh, come to see that we've gotten about as much from secular materialism as we can get. And people are unhappy. And so they're looking for answers. And most of the time they're, they're looking in, in bad places. Um, so I think that we're going to find in the West more and more of what Francis is dealing with mm -hmm. in East Africa yeah. for different reasons, but that's one of the reasons. Anyway, um, anything else that we want to talk about here? We've, we're getting kind of close to the time to wrap things up, but I uh, don't want to cut anybody off. Well, actually, I have one thing I'd like Francis to talk about, which is um, what is it that we can do here that would help you there? Uh, how can we contribute to uh, to your work in Sierra Leone? Okay. Um, <clears throat> again, we, we, we believe in prayers, so I'd like to ask you to join us in praying. Um, back home, we have a massive force of intercessors praying for mm -hmm. the movement and for the Lord's provisions. Mm -hmm. um, we believe the Lord um, is the provider for the work they has called us to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, but equally, we believe in networking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, somebody said to Ross, for God to work in this, in this space, if he's to reach anybody, he has to do that through somebody. Mm. There's nothing God provides that does not come from another person to another person. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to think. Yes. yes. And so the work in our hand is growing uh, way beyond our capacity. Mm -hmm. Capacity in the sense um, it takes some level of financial support to do mm -hmm. what we are doing right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Glenn was with me. Mm -hmm. He's seen the structure that's going on, is ongoing now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that building is going to um, kind of seats run about a thousand or more people mm -hmm. and uh, we are doing that on purpose. We intend to have it serve the purpose of training, right? you know, and uh, it's going to be like a training hall, a prayer center, got a lot of churches and church planters that we intend to be bringing there just to make sure we train and equip them and send them back into the field. Right, right. And that requires money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to put it in plain terms. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to ask you guys to join us in praying. Mm -hmm. And um, come this year, we already have a goal of wanting to plant additional 1,000 churches. Um, kind of, you know, make 30,000 disciples, raise some more leaders, and, you know, get into difficult places. Um, Glenn has been there. I'm sure you went to some villages, you saw the terrain. And there's a need for motorbikes, need for bicycles, uh, need for help in areas um, like training, mm -hmm. you know, all of those things, and also doing access ministries, supporting with education, mm -hmm. you know, medical help, uh, medical support, and all of those things. Mm -hmm. So, um, to answer your question, yes, we'd like you guys to join us in praying that mm -hmm. um, the Lord will kind of just send help our way. Well, maybe but what we can do, Glenn, is, is if you have any. Uh, links or anything that we yep. could include in the show notes. Okay. So listeners can just, when they hear this and they, they've heard Francis' appeal, that they can click on something and know what to do. Sure, yeah. Um, New Harvest is a 501c3 over here. Mm -hmm. So there is a way of donating to them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm particularly interested, frankly, in Francis's church, mm -hmm. uh, the building that, that he is trying to put up. Because right. among other things, the building also represents a, you know, if the mosques are claiming ground for Islam, right. and if people are, I mean, they're, they're running into problems in Sierra Leone where people are saying, you guys, 
you can't even have, you don't even have a building, mm -hmm. what kind of God are you serving? Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. or Muslims have been renting space, mosques and things like that to Christians for worship. That's shutting down because yeah. they're, see, they're feeling the heat from the competition. Mm -hmm. So the, building the church, the, the physical plant of the church is, it seems to me, an important contribution to training to uh, as a hub church for yeah. the area witness and all that but it's also a response in a lot of ways to the challenge that that Muslims are raising I think this is an important thing to point out we've talked about architecture and church architecture before in different po podcasts one of the problems that we face in the United States is that there's a kind of over spiritualization where we downplay things like architecture to the point where we claim that they don't mean anything and don't say anything at all. And while it's true in the early church people were willing to just meet in homes or meet wherever they could meet, we have to remember those people were persecuted and often poor and they couldn't do what they really wanted to do. And when they got an opportunity to actually do what they wanted to do, they built what? Churches. Churches. <laughs> Buildings. Because when you, when you, even when you see some some uh, church that is clearly teaching heretical things, there's a spire that's pointing toward the sky that reminds people yeah. of transcendent truth, and no other kind of structure, at least in the United States, is doing that sort of thing. You know, when you go downtown in Boston, you know there's this classic confrontation between Trinity Church and Copley Square in yeah. Boston and the Prudential Center. And, you know, you take those two buildings and you contrast them with each other. What does the Prudential Center say? Yeah. Prudential Center says Tower of Babel is what it says. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, even though Trinity Church isn't everything we wish it were, it, there's a building that's, you cannot mistake the meaning of that building. Yeah. You know, so there's a physical testimony that buildings can have. And I think that's why it's important for us to support what you're doing there with yeah. building your building, right? Yeah. So what I can do is I can provide a link to New Generation's donation page. And if you're interested specifically in supporting the church, all you need to do is designate that and the money right. will go that direction. Great. Well, we need to wrap up now. Is there anything you want to say in conclusion, Tom? No, it's just a pleasure to have you here, a blessing for us, and I think our audience is going to get a lot from that, and uh, we'll continue to pray and keep in touch and see where this uh, beautiful work of the kingdom goes. Yeah, the same here. I've been very pleased to get to know you a little bit, Francis, and hear the story. I was fascinated by a number of things about it. Is there anything you want to say, uh, Glenn, as we wrap up? Well, again, just as I said before, the, what I saw on the ground of New Harvest is amazing and humbling mm. to, to see how much God is doing with people who have so little. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, it just looking at what's going on in the church in America, it just sort of leaves you scratching your head and saying, right. what, what are we doing wrong? Why right. isn't this right. happening? Right. So Anything you want to say as you conclude, Francis? Yeah, it's a pleasure um, sharing, and um, we want to thank you guys very much on behalf of the movement back there in Africa, um, especially Glenn, Derek, mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. all of these connections today. Um, and uh, we just continue appealing mm -hmm. that uh, you come along with us mm -hmm. and uh, strengthen our hands. We need more of your encouragement, your prayers. Um, those of you that have gone to Africa, you know it's quite, he's saying that right now, very little, mm -hmm. and we are doing so much for the glory of the king and his kingdom. Mm -hmm. uh, but beyond that, we equally want to encourage brothers on this part mm -hmm. of the world that it's time for us to kind of rise from our slumber. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, the enemy is kind of moving, yep. Mm -hmm. yep. um, doing his utmost to just cover grounds as much mm -hmm. as he can. Um, when, we are, when we are there in Africa, we see pictures coming out from America and yes. the West. It's so scary. Oh, yeah. Right, the other right. day, we saw a video of um, a Church of Satan kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Guys parading right. on the streets. Right. You know, yeah. all of the things that's um, kind of going around the world today seems to be coming from this place. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's true. It's yeah. scary, and um, it looks like um, um, the church in Pagamos. Mm -hmm. yeah. The Bible talks of Pagamos, right, right. uh, where Satan dwells. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so you begin to see signs yeah, that yeah. 
de that depicts the presence of the devil in a place. Yeah, I yeah. think that's so exactly right. We just pray for America and pray for all you guys that the Lord just help right. you to rise to the challenges and deal with them. Yeah. And I'm sure the Lord will really support the church if the church yeah. decides to wake up. Yeah, yes, we, we appreciate that. Yeah. And we we cover yeah. the prayers of the Christian community from yeah. where you're yeah. from. Yeah. Pray yeah. for us back here yeah. because yeah. it is becoming more and more yeah. challenging. Yeah. And I think it's going to become yeah, very right. challenging yeah. In, yeah. in a short amount of time. Yeah, we're preparing for persecution. Yeah. 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 So uh, anyway, thank you, Francis. Yeah, thank, thank you for being with us. Yeah. And uh, yeah. God bless you. And yeah, thank work. you, guys. Thank you so and much. God bless. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the yeah. Theology Podcast. We know we have a few thousand listeners out there. And we hope that you'll all pray for, for Francis and that work uh, halfway around the world, but also, of course, for what's going on here in our country. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah,